Hey, 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 hey. What is going on? Wonderful Wednesday, y'all. I think we're live. Can, can you hear me? Is the microphone on? Yes, I am joining from the Big Apple, the big city of dreams. Happy to be here. Welcome to Monster Connect, the cold calling podcast. I'm your host, Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's right, Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. I want to say thank you to my great friends at Monster Connect, leveraging technology to deliver actual conversations to B2B sellers. Hey, we're making calls, but are you connecting? Monster Connect allows you to connect with eight to 12 decision makers per hour. Yes, it's our hope that you connect with your prospects. Now, hey, the Cold Calling Podcast, our goal is to provide insights for sales reps, revenue generators, sales leaders to help you, yes, you, take your game to the next level. And that's why we're here. Now, hey, I got a surprise for you. I know you've been holding your breath, joining us live and in person here from the big city of dreams, from the big apple. Ooh, I should eat an apple. The big kahuna. I don't think they call it the big kahuna. I just made that up. As Jay-Z rap and Alicia Keys sang in New York. <laughs> yeah, don't get me singing. I'll have you crying. But I am honored to welcome today's guest. He's been an amazing host for me. He hooked me up with gifts. Life is like a box of chocolates here in my visit to New York City. He's no stranger as he and I go back. I've had the honor to collaborate, to partner, to work within his organization. He's an Aggie and he's an owl. Ooh, ooh, a Texas A&M undergrad, a Rice doctorate. Ooh, watch out now. He's going to provide us with serious insights in the practice and the science of practice. Uh, is Alan Iverson out there? Because we're talking about practice. Let's give a warm cold calling podcast welcome to my man, Ahmed Hawk. Let's give it up to oh, Ahmed. Oh, we are happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Ahmed. I got to give you the microphone. I, I, I like to start off with what I call the who, the what, and the why. Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? The floor is all yours. Please share. All right. Well, my name is Ahmed Hawk. Uh, I'm the CEO of Sales Impact Academy. And why I do what I do? Well, I consider myself first and foremost an educator. And what I really care a lot about is helping people to achieve their potential. And in my opinion, one of the best ways to do that is by getting a great education. So we'll get into it, I know, as we get into today's conversation. But I think there's an enormous opportunity in the sales education space to help people kind of live up to their potential. Oh, my goodness. He's talking my language now. And hopefully he's talking your language. Now, I got to let you know, I know that you've got questions on your mind. And Ahmed is here to answer any of your questions. But hey, until you submit your questions, I am going to rock the mic and I'm going to start off with the question. So first things first, Ahmed, you're talking about being an educator. Where does that come from? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a crazy situation story. Like I started my career actually in medical devices, completely, completely different world. As, as you mentioned, I was at Rice, as a PhD student, biomedical engineering. I got an opportunity while I was a PhD student to jump onto this like small company called Trilogy Education. And we were really focused on helping people to change their careers. Start in one place, 
maybe they're in retail, maybe they enjoy their careers and then level up, change their career into something in tech, increase their salaries, 30K by acquiring a set fresh set of skills. And, and from that experience, you know, I got an opportunity to work with 40,000 learners all across the world. And I saw firsthand what's possible if you create great education programs to help focus on adults trying to advance their careers. And, and from that point forward, I've been focused on education businesses ever since. So it's been an amazing ride. Goodness gracious. That sounds like quite the journey, quite the adventure. I'm sure, sure there were some misadventures as well. And I want to dig in because I know that we had talked before, but I'm curious, uh, learning science, what does learning science tell us about how we can get better at a skill like sales? I mean, break down the science for us. I, I need to put on my thinking cap because I can't even spell the word yeah. science, but for all of our BDRs, SDRs, generation leaders, what do you want them to know about the science behind learning for the adult brain? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things to start with is just kind of like take stock of how most people approach training and learning in the sales space. So for the last year, I've been with Sales Impact Academy, and we've made a lot of changes based on what makes for great and effective training. I think if you think about a lot of training that's out there, a lot of folks sort of have this belief that if you sit Maybe you listen to some experts, you watch some videos, you're going to become a better salesperson. And the reality is that's just not how you get better at literally any skill out there, whether it's in sports, whether it's sales, that's not an effective strategy. And it's a shame because earlier in our, in our like educational stories, when we were young kids, first learning skills, that wouldn't be the approach you would take to learn something. You can't just sort of shout at someone and tell them, <laughs> tell them a bunch of ideas and expect them to get better. You have to practice. And I think um, a lot of sales training, it does people a disservice because it just doesn't give them the opportunity to practice, get feedback, and really get the repetitions to improve in an intentional way. And, and that's really the heart of what a lot of learning science tells us is the path to get better at skills. It's the practice. It's practice and feedback. Now, now for all of our listeners, for our viewers that are out there, I'm at an unfair advantage because just today I was talking about practice. I was a part of one of the SIA. I got to serve as an instructor. Now I'm curious because I've been a part of it as an instructor and, and you're the, the brains behind it. But, but that loop, I understand getting repetitions. I understand the practice. I understand learning by hopping in there. For the folks that are listening, I wanna know if I'm sitting there, I'm a BDR, I'm an SDR, what do you recommend that I do? Too. How, how do I get that yeah. practice? Yeah. You know what's crazy? I think a lot of people who are on the job think they're always practicing, right? I'm, I'm dialing a lot of people. I'm, I'm on the phone with reps. I'm with, with customers. And you think that's practice, but that's not really practice. That's game day. And, and the difference between practice and game day is your kind of intention. So with practice, it's, okay, what part of my day-to-day -day activities am I working on right now? And and how am I inviting someone who is an outsider to look at what I'm doing in that day-to-day -day activity and really help me chisel at it? So if I were an SDR today, the biggest thing that I would encourage folks to do is, you know, break down the parts of your job that you do on the regular and invite someone who you trust, whether it's a manager or maybe it's a peer, to really listen and then essentially give you honest feedback. And I think... One of the things that really holds people back when it comes to practice is 
they don't have anyone to give them that honest feedback. A lot of folks kind of encourage, so you're doing a great job. That's just not enough. You need to be told like, hey, you're talking too fast. You're talking, you're not talking with enough energy. I mean, I've seen you do this <laughs> time and again with our reps. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the first times they've ever gotten that feedback, which is a shame because they probably spent years doing something the same way and no one's ever kind of stepped in and given a different perspective. Man, that's powerful. So for those in the back that didn't hear, find someone you trust, whether it's a leader, a manager, a peer, or I even heard you say this earlier, an outside perspective. So so I'm, I'm, he's not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. You need to explore Sales Impact Academy, the programs that they offer. I've seen the power. I've seen the progress that learners, sales reps, just like you, and you, and you, as well as teams for all the leaders out there, I've seen the impact that the lightning sessions, which they, they go quick and we get reps and we provide constructive feedback. Here goes what you did. First of all, we start off with structure. It's, it's a structured lesson. And then it's like, hey, let's take what you learn and let's apply it. Let's hop in and let's work on your opening. Let's work on your video messages. Let's work on how you handle objections. Today, let's work on how you handle a stalled deal. When people tell you, oh, it's December the 13th, let's push it off. Let's figure out how you can actually handle that in a live safe space, in a practice space, so that when the game time begins, it's kind of like riding a bike. You've been there, done, done that before. So I encourage you to please explore uh, Sales Impact Academy. Now, I want to understand what was your journey like getting? I know you talked about the trilogy. Uh, how did you end up at Sales Impact Academy yeah. as the CEO? Yeah, it's a great question. So, <laughs> so for the past 10 years, I've been focused on education businesses. Wow. And, and really, to me, you know, if you think about what an education business is about, it's about really creating a high quality training or learning experience and doing it in a way that works for thousands of learners. And, you know, with Sales Impact Academy, you know, about a year and a half ago, we were doing great. We had lots of customers, folks were buying training in mass, and then the market got difficult, right? And companies started to ask the question, like, what's the ROI on training? And it caused the company to go through some real deep introspection. Like, what are we offering? A year and a half ago, what we were offering were a lot of these live seminars, six, seven, eight hours of lecture. And what we found is most folks attended one or two sessions and they stopped coming. And so I came in as part of a team to really help rethink the product. And we moved in the direction of these coaching models. It's been phenomenally successful. Reps love it. We see the changes in their performance. And there was sort of a natural point where we realized we really wanted to double in. And then I kind of stepped in the CEO role. Come on now. Let me ask you this. What have been, you've been the CEO for how long now? Six months. Six months. Yeah. I want to know what's been the biggest surprise. And I know you're not supposed to stack questions, but yeah, I'm yeah, a rebel yeah. without a cause. Yeah. I want to know what's the biggest surprise and what's been the top learning, the top thing that you learned yeah. through those six yeah. months. So look, I mean, I, I make no, um, I make no denial. Like, you know, for me, I was unfamiliar with the sales space, right? And I think I come in as an educator and I've worked with a lot of different like topics and, and things. There's all one of the first things you have to figure out is who is the learner. And one of the things people often said to me is, Hey, salespeople are this, they're that, they're loud, they want to talk, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, right. You think of Larry, right. 
But, you know, I would watch the footage from thousands of learners and I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't see Larry's. I, I saw individuals who stepped into the sales role. This might have been their first job. They stumbled in. They're trying to make some money. They're trying to do it well. And I often saw fear. I often saw like hesitation. You know, you could see, hear the discomfort when they were pitching. And for me, that changes the perspective of what they need. What they actually need is help to feel safe to practice. They need someone to help kind of give them that Larry inspiration. And that's been a big surprise. And honestly, if anything, it's made me feel more at home. You know, as, as, a, as an educator, you love when you know that you can make an impact. And, and seeing that that was what a lot of sales reps struggled with, it's been really incredible. And that's awesome. So that's the surprise. Yeah. What's the top learning that, you, that you've gotten? Mm, it's so interesting. Um, you know, I think like companies in this moment, if you're a venture-backed company, it's, it's tough, right? Like every company out there is really having to work harder. It's sort of, you know, the last chapter of startups were in boom time. You can get money easily, et cetera. And you know, what's interesting, like in boom time, you can keep hiring, you can grow your team, you can kind of expand forever and ever. Now it's really about getting the right people on the ship. And, and one of the things that's been a real like lesson for me is you can kind of start to see um, that for, for a lot of people out there, whether times are good or bad, they're going to hustle. Right. And I think that's, that's something to really like pinpoint when you're building a team, you've got to make sure you've got folks who are motivated by the right reasons and are going to, I can really push because sometimes success is not inevitable and you got to get folks who can hustle and motivate themselves, even when that's the case. Ooh, that's powerful right there for those reps that are out there. What I'm hearing is that the intentional practice, the investment in time, what a great learning right there. And I'm going to, I'm going to double click. I'm going to get a little bit deeper because you didn't see a lot of Larry's, which is a good thing. I mean, my, my energy is not, you need your energy, but I'm curious about that. There's a question that people ask, do I have to be an extrovert yeah. to have success in sales? What have you seen? Because you've obviously seen the data. You've seen the actual reps. And I love that you talk about the hesitation, the fear and, creating a safe space for folks to really get comfortable. Mm -hmm. But, but talk to me about the introvert versus extrovert, what you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been such a surprise, a really big surprise. Like, look, I think charisma is always valuable when you can bring a lot of energy, you can feel very comfortable, you're animated, amazing. Right. But for some folks that isn't the natural mode, right? Like for some folks, they excel in other things. What I've observed though, is, if you can identify, just really honest with yourself, what are your strengths, right? For some folks, it's going to be things like diligence. It's going to be things like, I'm a really good listener. I can, I, I can hear something that the customer said and then respond to it, right? For others, it might be, um, you just seem like a really authentic, you're a straight shooter. You know, when you talk, uh, a person knows you're not kind of blowing smoke. Um, in my observation, prospects, customers, it, different things can resonate. And the key is to just be authentic, play your strengths, and really be a good steward of your customer. And when you do that, it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted, you can have a very successful career in sales. And um, I mean, I see it. Man, that's powerful. 
Do you, boo boo? Do you? I'm paraphrasing here. That's a great but, way to put it. Oh, my goodness. I, I love that you, you're sharing this. And, and for the reps that are out there, it can be tough. It's always going to be tough. It's a challenge. What I'm hearing is when you invest in yourself, when you're authentically you, yeah. when you work on your craft and your game, it's just magical how things start to work out. So I'm going to put a call out there for the sales leaders. I'm just going to ask a question. What are you doing? Not what are you thinking or writing, but what are you doing to invest in your reps, in your people, in your most precious resource? So we had a chat earlier today and there are some leaders. I don't want to target anyone, but you know who you are. They're managing spreadsheets got people these are actual humans these are adults that historically they want to do the best that they can i'm just asking the question i'm genuinely curious what are you doing to really support them to be the best that they can be and i love how i met and i love the name sales impact academy and the key word i want to touch on is impact what impacts have you made that you're most proud of mm. uh, as you reflect over yeah. the six months yeah. and anything stand out on yeah. those positive impacts? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know what? I think what's crazy is how fast someone can improve, right? With, with, with practice and feedback. You know, I'm, I'm used to living in a world where you had to build six-month educational programs, really get somebody foundational skills. But what our model is really focuses on 45-minute really fast, furious, targeted practice. And I can think of a number of examples where individuals came in and they were doing a pitch or their cold call, their opening, right? And at the start, you can hear it. It's, it's, a, bumpy, it's a bumpy ride, right? Like it's not too many words. It's not clear. You don't really know where you're going. It's a lot of features. And, you know, in our model, in the 45 minutes, you do two rounds of practice. The coach is giving you feedback each time. And by the end of it, you absolutely can hear night and day difference so much so that like, I remember one company in particular, you know, afterwards, all of their peers, the manager essentially said, hey, like, what are you doing differently? We're going to make this the model for our pitch. Right? It was a 45 minute session that, that improved that. So it's cool to see. That, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I love to hear it. And that, that's what I think a lot of individuals are looking for is that growth that, hey, I started off in the. I'll use the baseball analogy, the little leagues. And now I've gotten to be a big leaguer and I'm working to be an all-star where this just flows naturally. It's, I could do this in my sleep. Now you, you've already done so much. You've had an impact on sales impact Academy over the past six months. Today's December the 13th. Talk to me about the 2024 big vision. Yeah. I want to know your big vision. And then I also want to know what's the big vision for SIA. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's so interesting. You know, the, the last six months, for, I'll start with SIA if you don't mind, right? Yeah. Like the last six months, we really wanted to crack the code on what's the right way to train? What's the right product, right? right. So we made a big focus. We really talked to a lot of customers. We tested a lot of things. And now we've really cracked it. Like we really feel very like confident, amazed. We're proud of the fact that our model is so focused on coaching and not just content. And so for us, the next year is really about growing, you know, and, and now we're essentially trying to preach the gospel of why this makes for a difference. Yeah. 
Um, so we've got some big, you know, financial goals. That's always the case in any startup. Um, but I also think for me, like I've said this many times, like I want Sales Impact Academy to be a career defining experience for everyone in the company. And I think over the course of the next year, I want to, I want to see that borne out. You know, I want to see people feeling like they've gotten growth, that this is the place that started their careers in real ways. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So that's Sales Impact Academy. Yeah. Let's talk about you, Mr. Hoff. Oh, man, that's such a, it's a hard question. You always ask the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like in my career, I've been you know, a chief academic officer, chief product officer, I ran a consulting company. Um, but this is the first time where I'm really the CEO of a, of a, of a real like, venture backed startup. And for me, I think being a better leader, you know, um, We've made a lot of big hires. We have a really strong team. And I want to I want to kind of hone my own craft of how to help people and kind of help people live, you know, their, their best um, selves on the job. And, and I think there's always work to be done there. That, that's an important one for me, of course, next year. Come on, man. You're, you're touching my heart right there. And, and there's a saying. I think a lot of us have heard it. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, mount up with a team. I want to give you the microphones to shout out your team because I, mm. I've experienced it, but the folks on the other side here, they have no idea just how amazing your team is. What, what do you want to share with people about that team? And, yeah. and I, I got to first tip my cap to you. I'm going to give you your flowers while you have it for you to even say that your big vision is on being a better leader, serving your team members to get the best out of them. I don't hear that very often, and I can tell that you actually you give a damn. It's the give a damn factor. So I, I applaud you for that, and I hope that it's contagious to others that are out there listening because we need more leaders that are looking to lead and looking to serve their constituents, also known as their employees. So this is your time to give a oh, shout out to yeah. your employees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, there's too many people to name individually, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I always say this, I, I think we've got a team that absolutely like the biggest strength we have is we're willing to do hard things. And, you know, I'm proud of the fact that through all the ups and downs of our company's journey, we've got folks who care deeply and, you know, are so invested in helping reps develop and, and by extension, the companies that, that are willing to trust us with their reps. So, you know, let's keep doing what we're doing. It's been a big year for us, I know. And, and next year is going to be an even bigger one. Man, that is phenomenal. I love to hear that. 2024 is knocking at the door. Uh, to the folks out there, I know that you've got some, some questions on your mind. Do not be afraid to ask any questions that you have. Now, I, I always like to know because I'm looking to level up and I just had my coaching session. I know you, you mentioned you've been working with a coach for the past eight years. What would have been some of the top learnings that you've gotten mm, out of wow. your coaching experience because your coach, your trainer has been helping you to level up. What, what are some of those key lessons learned? I mean, there's so many. There is, there are so many. I, I, mean, I think back to my first coach, the issues that I, that I would ask for help on eight years ago versus today, they're so different, right? Yep. But I think they really stem from starting in a place of sort of acknowledging being a leader, a successful leader or an impactful leader. It doesn't look just one way. And what I think a lot of us um, struggle with is we see images of personalities of, of kind of prototypes of what great leadership looks like. And we, 
or like, wow, man, I'm, I'm not this, that, that, or this, you know, and you sort of, you have a completely different upbringing, perspective, everything. So for me, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is um, to own the differences and, and to essentially play to what you are very good at or what's your sort of, what's your story and to trust that, like, you know, um, and that's been an incredibly helpful, like, guidepost for me. Come on now, that's amazing right there. That authenticity. Yeah. Being doing you, boo boo. <laughs> that's the key. That's the key. You come back to that. Oh, now if I'm sitting here, I'm a first time rep. Yeah. I've got call reluctance. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> Help me out. Admit, yeah. How, yeah. What, 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 what can I do? I'm, I'm scared to pick up the phone. Yeah. I, I hear you saying find someone and practice. Yeah. What else can I do? Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you got you got some stuff up your sleeves. Help me out. What do you yeah. What do you recommend yeah. to that rep that's sitting there yeah. saying, "I hear you talking, but I'm, I'm shaking in my boots. I don't want to yeah. pick up this phone and call anybody." Yeah. What What do you recommend? I mean, there's there's a lot of different practical tips, right? But you mentioned the fear factor. I think one of the things that's really important is to just like notice that like acknowledge the emotion that you're experiencing and try to break down the moments when you feel it most pertinently and when you feel it a little bit less. Try to figure out what gets you into an element where it doesn't feel so high stakes, right? Because in some ways you gotta get into a mentality that it's like a play, like you're, it's like a theater, it's like a game. Like you gotta, you gotta find something to enjoy as you're kind of going through the challenge. And then I think the second thing is and we've seen this, it's been really interesting. The more you can break things down, for a lot of people, into a formula, yeah. where it's like, I'm following a system. I'm not, it's not the outcome that matters. It's like, did I follow the system? That's the thing that I'm measuring success or failure on. The less you get caught up in the highs and lows of like, did that call go well and, and whatnot. It's like, no, did I, did I do my 10 calls? Did I, you know, did I ask these questions that I said to myself are so important? That's the success. Ooh, control the controllables, break it down, focus on the process. I think that was the 76ers, yeah. Joel Embiid, trust the process. That's not a good example. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So true. That's an example that we can learn from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. That is amazing insight right there. Now, for the leaders that are out there, That's a good one. because a lot of times, at least from my experience, your leaders are not necessarily trained or prepared to be leaders. They were the, they were the top dog. They were the yeah. best sales uh, professional on the floor. And it's like, hey, you wanna be a leader and manage these folks? What do you recommend to the leader who yeah. might on the exterior say, I got it all figured out. I, I, I know I can do this. But deep down, they realize I'm missing something. I'm missing it, whatever it might be. Any advice or suggestions for those, I would say first-time leaders, but there's even second, third, fifth-time leaders that just, they're missing it. Any advice? Yeah, you know, it's, that's, another, that's another huge lesson experience for me is just realizing if you're a sales leader, a frontline sales leader in particular, you've not been given a playbook, right? Like you're, you're sort of trying to say to yourself, you know, what worked for me, and I try to extend that to my team, right? I, I think that there's a lot of little pieces of advice that I would give, but one of them is to really recognize what worked for you may not work for the majority of your team, right? And I think you have to sort of, in the same sort of that do you boo-boo thing, like <laughs> your team is going to have to do a little bit of that themselves. So 
you gotta get you gotta shift your posture a bit to not just be about like do more of what I was doing, but rather like, hey, what is each person on my team good at? And then how do I fill the gaps that they individually have? And that takes a lot of time and that is a bit intensive, but the return on investment can be huge if you actually take that time. Goodness gracious, I love that. So it's really tailoring. And in sales, yeah. we know the importance of personalizing. I, th I think we've heard personalizing at scale, tailoring, really catering our message. And, and what I'm hearing is it's the same thing with our reps, really providing a personalized learning, training environment for each person because no two people are alike. Absolutely. Wow. Do you boo-boo? Find your style with each of your reps. That, that's that's spot on right there. Uh, I, I got to get into it. I want to get your thoughts because it's all the rage. I'm about to go to an event with uh, Salesforce and they're going to be talking about AI, yeah. chat, GPT, yeah. and just the explosion. Are you open to sharing any of your thoughts around yeah. AI and any implications or any applications yeah. within it, within SIA and the whole practice space? Yeah, I'll give, I'll give two, two, two thoughts. So the first thing that's been a surprise is how rarely AI comes up when we talk to customers. And that's a bit of a surprise, right? Because you would think all companies at this point are changing their approach to kind of leverage AI in some way, whether it's getting SDRs up to speed on how to use it to kind of go faster, um, whether it's to kind of take away some of the tasks that can be moved to AI. So the first thing I would say is really, as an organization, take some time to understand how you can change your day-to-day -day stack. Because right? I think a lot of organizations aren't even, start, aren't even starting that process, and that's something that's a missed opportunity. Um, I think the second thing is to really think hard about what AI isn't going to be able to replace, right? And I think some organizations are trying to just move everything to sort of automated sequences and thinking like that's going to give me the same outcome as the people that I typically relied on. And that's not the case either, right? Like you've got to, you can win in sales leadership by having great relationship building reps who are really focused on that and, and stand out because there's going to be a ton of noise now that AI is all over the place and you got to find more authentic ways to stand out. That's powerful. That's powerful right there. Can't replace those relationships, that human element. Ooh, can't replace that heart, that mind that you have out there. So just make sure that you're using that to your advantage. Now, uh, we talked about the organizations that are committed, yeah, truly committed yeah. in investing in their people. Why, uh, and this is a, a tough question, but why do you think some of those other companies, they, they might talk a good game, but they're just not committed. They're, mm. they're not intentional. They're not backing up their people, supporting their people. Why is that? Yeah, look, I, I'll, in, in, so to, in their defense, folks who sort of say like, eh, training, development, eh, I think there's a lot of organizations that have tried and haven't found benefit, right? Yeah. Like they, they try the approach of giving their folks access to online courses. They might invite a speaker from time to time and they just don't see the ROI and it kind of leaves a bad taste in their mouths. That said, like I've seen companies that really have a deep development culture, right? Like yeah. you can see if it's, if it's not an external vendor, 
that manager who really is trying to figure out, okay, I've got, I've got six, seven, I got 10, I got 20 reps, whatever. I want to see these SDRs turn into AEs, or I want to see these SDRs increase their outcome to get more commission. And almost feels like a personal mission, like to, to help people to make more, be more successful. And when companies do that, when you, when you really have that culture, there are so many benefits. Morale is higher. Performance is how people actually want to do better, right? The actual skills improve, right? Like it's like the example I gave at the very beginning. I'm shocked listening to a lot of calls from our reps as they're practicing and just seeing like, wow, you might be doing this two, three years. Your, your pitch might still be bad. <laughs> like what's the, how, how many prospects have you talked to with that pitch? Because you must have missed out on hundreds of thousands of dollars of opportunities and not realized it. So um, I, I think I think companies do themselves a disservice by being skeptical of the power of, of training and development. Wow. To everyone out there, hold up one second. There, there's, a, there's someone knocking at the door and I think it's opportunity is knocking. Are you going to answer that door? The opportunity is there. Someone's going to take advantage of it or someone's are going to take advantage of it. Is it going to be you? And I love how you talk about the culture of practice, of training, of up-leveling. It really is a culture within the organization. And there's an opportunity. I know that there's a talent uh, war. There's a race for talent out there. Well, how do you get top talent attracted? How do you keep top talent? What I've seen is investing in them, showing them through your actions that you care and you actually give a damn about them up leveling. That is absolutely powerful. Now, Ahmed, for all of our listeners that want to connect with you, what, what's the best way to connect? Well, for one, go to our website, salesimpact.io. You'll find us online. Um, also, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Ed Hawk. I'm, I'm easily accessible. Um, and right now, essentially, anyone who reaches out, podcasts or otherwise, like we offer free coaching sessions as a uh, trial. Give it a shot. One, two sessions. Attend them. See if it benefits your team. And, you know, worst case scenario, you offer some free coaching. It never hurts, right? So um, definitely reach out. We're, we're always looking for customers that are interested in getting kind of on board. Have that culture that we just said about coaching, practice, feedback. Um, and we'd love to help. Wow. Make sure you check out the website. Make sure you connect. Make sure you follow Ahmed. Make sure that you take advantage. He just gave you a solid gold offer. He just dropped a gem and dropped the mic. I think he said, Gia, give it a try, which is from my friend, Melissa Murray Bailey, former CRO over at Hootsuite, now over at Vista Equity Partners. She told me, Larry, our team is taking the, uh, the the theme of GI, give it a try. Give Sales Impact Academy a try. Connect with Ahmed. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I just want to say from, from, from my, the bottom of my heart and from Monster Connect, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, for dropping so much knowledge around training, growth, learning, intentionality, not being scared because we got the reps. I can go on and on with all the gems that you dropped. Thank you so much, Ahmed. And thank you, Larry. I mean, thanks for the invitation and, and thanks for being such a consistent voice of motivation and encouragement for our reps. I mean, it's made a huge difference and 
honestly, it's been inspiring for the entire company. So thank you there. Man, I appreciate it. It starts from the top. It starts from the top. Your leadership is uh, is top notch. So keep that going. I encourage you. I support you. Big things in 2024 and beyond. <laughs> Let's make sure that the Monster Connect, the Cold Calling Podcast family, we all rally and we support the great work that Ahmed and his all-star team at Sales Impact Academy is doing. Let's give it up, y'all. Now, hey, I do want to remind you, make sure that you join us next Wednesday can't believe December the 20th. Woo, time flies. Next thing we know is going to be 2024. But you want to join us for our next guest. She's my great friend from across the pond, Miss Gallum Gourmet. I want to make sure I pronounce her, her, her name right. She's going to be sharing great insights around sales and revenue enablement, giving us that perspective, which is fitting because so many times within organizations, the revenue enablement, the sales enablement, the training piece and the practice piece runs right through that department. So let's make sure that we see you same bad place, same bad time next Wednesday, the 20th signing off for now. I'm about to go take a big bite out of the big apple, big city of dreams in New York. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next week, y'all. Peace. <laughs>